Hey there, gamers, and welcome to the Are You Bored podcast presented by White Griffin Gaming, a small but hopefully growing group of board gamers looking to find solace from the everyday grind. If you're anything like us, it's hard to find time for board gaming, so you can't afford to waste time guessing at what games you'd like and what would fit into your playgroup. Looking for bite-sized snippets of candid thoughts on gameplay? You've come to the right place. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of Are You Bored? Without further ado, let's dive in. Well, let me just start, folks, with a quick apology for having taken so long to come out with a new podcast. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties at the station here, so unfortunately we weren't able to post a another podcast for quite some time, but we got one underway here now, and it's Smartphone Inc., uh, which is a 1-5 to player game from Cosmodrome Games. It's an economic game, actually, where you take control of a smartphone company producing cell phones and selling them to different retailers and different customers throughout the world. So, come join us as we talk about our global domination in the smartphone market. Okay, so here we are at the end of a session of Smartphone Inc. (laughs) For those of you who are familiar with the game, it did come out relatively recently, although there is already an expansion for it. We do not have that, though. We just have the base game for now. So we're just going to talk about that, I think, and see what everybody thinks of that. So how was that? I really like it, but wow, towards the end when you start merging, like moving into each other's countries, it can get pretty, like, pretty rough. Yeah, I, I think I agree. It definitely needs to have the uh, ex- the expansion two and three player board uh, for uh, for the game because really when you're playing in the the whole world setup like that, when you've got I think it's twelve different regions that you can sell uh, cell phones and smartphones. Um, when you've got only three players. There's not a whole lot of competition going on. Now, when there was some competition... It got got gnarly. It got got gnarly, yeah. There was a little bit of people smacking around. So I could see certainly there's going to be more of that when you have the smaller board and there's fewer spaces for everybody to take up. So I think that would actually work out a whole lot better. Although it would be more take that. Definitely. So player interaction, all that stuff, which is not really my cup of tea, but it's needed in this game because otherwise... Everyone's their own sort of island, and every, you know, it all just everything would just depend on how much you decide to pay for, you know, spend your phones on or whatever, you know, so mm-hmm. or spend on your phone. So you need the competition, but at the same time, the competition <laughs> makes it. I, I think if there was almost a built in way of the competition ramping up a little smoother mm-hmm. rather than just all of a sudden, hey, I'm moving into three different enemy territories, if you will, at one time, and I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and look at that, I've got all my production cubes, and I'm just going to swamp everyone's markets. Yeah. Well, because that's part of the thing, too, is whoever goes first has dibs on whatever they want. So, you know, if Ian gets to go first, and we're in the same country, he's going to take all of the customers that I want, which is what happened in the last round in China. Yeah. He took all the customers I want. So I I missed out on selling, I think, four phones because he took all my customers. Which is definitely, I think, going to be something that we'll have to keep in mind when you have the smaller board because there's fewer areas to sell to Mm -hmm. and therefore fewer customers 
to sell to mm-hmm. as far as the, the, is concerned. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to sell nearly as much product. Because, I mean, the last two rounds, I was selling like 11 and 14 cell phones mm-hmm. that year. And if I try to sell that many when we've got a smaller board, everybody else who goes after me is just going to get locked out. Yeah. There, there's nothing that you can do. So yeah. when you're producing that much mm-hmm. uh, and you're only able to sell into a very small area, because I did an awful lot of research mm-hmm. up the beginning of the game, the research and development, which unlocked a lot of uh, different patents uh, that allowed me to sell more cell phones in different regions, but I wasn't in that many regions. So yeah. but you've only got five very short rounds mm-hmm. in yeah, order to quickly. get those in there. Definitely goes quickly. Yeah, and and that's the thing. So it's a matter of what strategy are you going to have? Because, well, I mean, you were finding, Derek was finding that uh, as we were playing on, I mean, it's hard on this large a board to get ahead once you're behind. Yep, I I scored single digits in the first round where Ian and Becky were, you know, quite far ahead, almost into the 20s in the first round. And other than one time where I jumped ahead in the second place, I was in last place the entire game. And that's what happened in our two-player game. Ian was ahead of me the entire time. I messed up in the first round. He he got ahead in the first round, and there was nothing I could do to catch up. Because I think until, like, what, maybe the last round or so in in that two-player game, we were not competing against each other at all mm-hmm. we each had our own we each had like half the world and so it wasn't like i think it was the last round when we were both in the u.s or wherever it was yeah so you need the competition in order to make it well competitive there, need, there needs to be more competition right off the hop like right off the right up right off the bat because otherwise what happens is i think you get lulled into this oh i don't need to be aggressive i can just sit back and mm-hmm. do my thing and then all of a sudden you move into the United Somebody States. Moves in and like, okay, I moved in and I'm going to take the entire market. Yeah. <laughs> and then now your plans are just blown up in your face and you've got, you can't do anything. Yeah. Which is an issue I think that we're going to see exacerbated in the smaller board. I think there's going to be an, all, an awful lot more take that and it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot more cutthroat when there's much fewer spaces to, to move Probably, to. Yeah. So. I can see that happening a whole heck of a lot more on the smaller board. I don't know what the other parts of the expansion are, are though, besides a smaller board. Uh, all it really gives you is uh, a couple of more, uh, a couple of more options for what the patents give you once you have them, the different bonuses that they give you, and a couple of more retailers. Um, I think there's some extra upgrade tiles. Mm. That's really about it. For the most part, it plays the same. Uh, there's not really a whole lot more to well, it. I'm just wondering if there, I mean, if it's a smaller board and fewer places to go, um, would there be? Because I mean, like you said, at the end of the game, you had a lot. You made a lot of cell phones. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that would also be if, if you'd be making fewer cell phones in the smaller game, just because if, well, there, if there was something, another type, another mechanism, or something like that, that was you know. Yeah. Or, or maybe the op- or maybe um, you know just don't make as many cell phones, right? Like just don't make as many because yeah. otherwise you're going to be stuck with inventory that you either. Well, and that's the thing too because 
for in this game because we're so spread apart like i basically made the number of cell phones that i knew that i could sell because i was by myself in like what three or four different areas i think three different areas for most of the game so i could count out exactly where i was going to be able to sell cell phones for whereas if you're competing you may not be you know if you're if you're constantly competing against each other and you don't know who's going to go first until you lift up the screens and whatnot you don't necessarily want to make 10 phones knowing you can only sell four of them and then you know you're wasting another well you may be wasting them but there's no real disadvantage no, no, to doing but, so no but if you if you your tableau thing your two cards if you spend most if you set those up so that you get you know so that you get 10 phones and therefore you're giving up something else like research or you know, logistics or whatever. Yeah. Then you've gotten all those phones for no reason because now you can't sell them. Whereas you could have maybe focused on another area to further yourself there even though you're not selling as many phones. Yeah. And, and that's probably about the only disadvantage I can think to generating that much product is that you're taking away from being able to do more logistics or yeah. more research yeah. or whatever. So, I could see that, yeah. It's a fine line between, like, in that last round, um, I mean, I didn't, I wasn't able to produce near enough product that I wanted to, but at the same time, even if I had produced more product, it wouldn't have equaled the number of points I, that I got from my logistics moves. Yeah, your those logistics two. moves, are, they're really, really good moves. So, yeah. I, I had to, yeah, I had to balance. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight, I probably didn't need to discount my price as much. But mm -hmm. again, not knowing exactly what so you guys you know. were going to do. So on a board where it's smaller and you have more competition, you're going to have to think about that too. You don't want to. Mm -hmm. You know, your strategy will change because you're automatically going to be more in competition with each other than you are on the giant board. So Yeah, that seemed to be like your strategy quite a bit for the, the game. I mean, I think you spent three rounds where your price was at $3. Yeah. Um, as opposed to us that were at 5 and 6 So, I mean, yeah, yeah whereas, you're selling a lot more product, but we're also selling it for a lot more. Yeah, whereas I never changed. I stayed at 5 the entire time. I never changed it even once. So... And I won, but I, and I think the part of the reason, the part of the reason why I won, the other reason why I won is because you two went after each other and left me alone until the last, <laughs> the last round. I didn't go after anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I just moved into the States because it happened to be adjacent to where I was at the time. It's what I, it was close to me. I was able but to so get in there. So it was all there. of Asia. So it was all of Asia, but that was way across the board and I couldn't reach it. So <laughs> I didn't bother too much with that. But then, of course, I got into the States. You completely squeezed me out of the market, which just, at that point, I was like, nope. Nope, you're done. <laughs> yeah, so because you two did that to each other, you left me alone for a round or two until until the last round when you squeezed yeah. me out of China. <laughs> Which, again, in hindsight, is probably not the best of options that I could have been able to do because if I had squeezed you out of China earlier, I might have got more points. I think my major downfall is I didn't get any retailers. It's a lot of points from the retailers as opposed to selling individual cell phones. Yeah, I mean, I only got, what was it, 17 points, I think. I, think. I only got one retailer, and I wanted to get there first, but you got there before me. You had a 19-point retailer. I mean, if you think about that, if, you're, if your price is at five dollars yep. that's the same as selling three or four cell phones mm -hmm. right there yeah so i only got the one retailer and 
you squeezed me out a little bit there because you went first because your phones were worth less, you know, less yeah. money. And ugh, I, th- I think I got all the retailers, like the first, I think so. the first spot on all the retailers. Yeah, you had four of them, and you had the first because he mm-hmm. didn't get any retailers. I only got one, and I got the second spot. So you got first and everything else. So you yeah. got a lot of points from retailers, which was. Well, you went into like the three retailers, I Four. think. That, well, no, I mean three at the in the last round. Oh yeah. Alone, there's like three different guys you went to. I was like, holy crap! Yeah. A lot of logistics there. Well, yeah. got, that netted me thirty three points in that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, if you're not going to sell a whole lot of cell phones, is a good strategy. Yep. It gets you an awful lot of points. Mm-hmm. So I mean that you got to kind of determine: Are you going to make your points by selling product? throughout the course of the year, or by occupying a retailer. And you kind of need both, because if you only go to retailers, it's, um, it's one A, shot. it's a one shot, and B, you don't get to dominate anything. Yeah. So you get extra points for dominating the, the market, so you need to be in regular areas as well. Not only extra points, but you get them every round. Yeah. So. Exactly. So you need a bit of both, I think. Yeah. I mean, there was only one time where I set my price really low. At three three dollars, and that was just simply because I needed to get that technology first. I needed to get in there first, so I had to set it low because I happened to be in last place. It was the only time where I was going to be the first player to go. <laughs> so I don't normally, when I play these games, I don't normally concern myself with being the first player all that often. There is an advantage to it. Typically, in most games, being the first player is an advantage. Um, and that's a strategy of yours, Derek, that, uh, you tend to like to be the first player fairly frequently in almost every game we play. <laughs> well, because it gives you the first choice yeah. of whatever it is you want to do. You do it a lot in Waterdeep, but so do I. You and I both sort of, you and yeah. I are the ones who are going to compete over a first player in Waterdeep. And yeah. I would say, I mean, champion sort of, but champion, I like, that's what I like about champions is that it, it will rotate, right? Yes, the first player rotates. Definitely, I mean, we play a lot of worker placement games, so being the first player is a definite advantage to to worker placement games generally, just in general. But despite that, I find that I don't really go after the first player that often, the first player token. No, you don't. You just complain when you don't get what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's my strategy. It's part of my strategy. And it works sometimes because it makes me feel guilty and then I well, then. I go a little easier. I'm trying to tell myself don't yeah. do it. See, I, I don't, don't fall for it. I don't listen to the whining. It's just like, nope. I can't help it, man. It's a good strategy then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and I've done, I fall, I've fallen for it with both of you guys more more so often for you, I think. I'll be That's because you but, love me. But like, <laughs> I do fall for it and I feel, like, especially if like, if I'm already winning by quite a bit and you're losing by quite a bit and then you're, you know, and you're getting, like, frustrated, it's my nature to want to help you do better. But then it often... It's a nature makes... that's usually backfires. Yeah, it backfires and end up losing. It happens because Ian is good at... he's He starts out the game pretty far back, and then all of a sudden he overtakes you at the end. I right at the last second. You're, you're winning, you're winning, winning, and then all of a sudden he's... Lapped you, except for Valeria. Except for Valeria. <laughs> no kidding. I, I mean, those games it just it seems so short, and that's because they're mostly engine building. When it comes to things where I have to build an engine, I can build a decent engine. I can get it 
going, no problem. My problem is I just can't do it quickly. Mm-hmm. I cannot build an engine quickly. I have to. I'm, it's a usually a pretty elaborate, well-functioning engine, but it takes so long for me to build it. By the, by the time, time you I get, there, get it, we're already won. <laughs> exactly. You guys are closing out the game, and I'm like, well, crap. <laughs> I don't even get to try it out. But for most worker placements, when you are behind, you do like catch up right at the end and you sail past. That happens a lot. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I totally got this in the bag. And then all of a sudden, what the heck happened? Suddenly he's like 10 points ahead of me and then I've lost the game. I didn't do that in this game though. This game, I was very volatile in the points. So, I mean, even though it is the larger board and we think that with fewer player numbers, um, you're kind of stuck in whatever position you end up in at the end of the first round. It wasn't actually true for me because I started off in first place yeah. and I went to, uh, I think I stayed in first place for the second round, but then I went to second place, then to last place. No, but this time it was me. I I mean, yes, I was in second place for the first round or two, but then I was in first place for the rest of the game after that. Yeah. But again, partially because you two went after each other and left me alone, which <laughs> I didn't have any competition and I was able to pretty much in my, what, three, I think three different countries i was able to sell phones to every everyone i wanted to sell for yeah so i didn't have to worry about like it wasn't until the last round when he closed me out of china that i was able to sell all of my cell phones that i created so what kind of gaming group do you think this game's really going to suit well i mean is it more a worker placement i mean this is an economic game so it's kind of different from the from most games that we play yeah it is different it's definitely different you would if someone really hates math, not for them. No, that's true. Although there is, you know, a helpful little yeah, chart yeah. on but everybody's... I, I, I hate math, and I didn't find this difficult. Yeah, but I mean, you're probably not terrible. Okay, okay. how about this? If you're terrible at math, even with the times tables on the thing, mm-hmm. if you hate it and you're terrible at it, you're not going to like this game as much because it's so much about money and uh, any kind of economic game. The more you hate math, I think, and the more, the worse you are at it, the less you're going to like I, economic games. I didn't look part. at it as a math game. Mm-hmm. I just looked. I looked at it as a straight up engine builder, mm-hmm. right? And you, you know, you did this, you got this, you did this, and the result was that. Yeah. I found it a, a you know, math was just the. Um, uh, what's the word? I guess kind of it was a means to an end kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it was. It was just the. At the end of the day, math was the product, mm-hmm. right? It, math was just the. Um, it was the widget mm-hmm. that 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 the that the game used as a means to an end. Um, I didn't. I didn't see this. Yes, it's an economic game, but I didn't see it as. I didn't look at it as an economic game. Mm-hmm. I I looked at it as just a straight up resource management engine builder yeah and your resources had variable values depending on what price you set your your smartphones at Mm -hmm. and it just i found it i i completely flubbed up on the first round Mm -hmm. and that set me back for the entire game yeah and i I think that's going to be what it's like for any first time player because we already had a game under our belt so we already we already sort of understood some of the strategy. Kind of how to start, yeah. There are some games where it doesn't matter if you're the first, if it's your first time playing versus a bunch of people who have already played it. 
you can still win with this one. I think I think it's if you're, it's your first time playing playing against people who've already played it. You're at an automatic at, disadvantage yeah. because yeah. that first round is so crucial. Yep. Because I I mean I produced what was it? I only produced three poems. Uh huh. But I could only sell one of them. Yeah. And that was a wasted. Had I allocated those resources somewhere else, mm-hmm. either logistics mm-hmm. or yeah. research, something, yeah, it would have been more of a, a benefit than yep. producing something I couldn't use. And that was just um, a lack of familiarity with the game, whereas it's like, now I get it, yeah, and then I was fine for the rest yeah. of the game, and I, I still lost, yeah. but it yeah. was, I was doing much better decision making um yeah this is definitely a game that's like that azul is like that too i think if you're the first time playing azul and not really understanding how to generate the points efficiently against someone who is seasoned at it it's gonna be hard to win and this is the same way i a lot of games like that splendor um, yeah azul, but uh, sort um, um, sagrada would be another really good mm-hmm. one if you know knowing when and where, what to pick. Yeah. Um, well, that one, I mean, Sagrada, you're trying to fill out a pattern, so sometimes moves that you make very early on can definitely screw you later on in the in the game yeah. as you no longer have a place to put things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, But overall, I would say two very enthusiastic thumbs up. Fine holiday fun. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I would definitely give this a solid... I, I, I would... Because it is economic, and that's not my favorite genre, um, but the game itself, like the, the play of the game, I would definitely put this somewhere between an 8 and a 9. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It was about an 8.5 to 9 for this particular game. Probably 8.5 is where I'd settle, I'm, I think. I'm more around the 8 mark, but I would like to be able to play it with the expansion if we could ever find it yeah. to see what it's like at, with the smaller board with more competition. Oh, who knows? I'm not a big fan of comp- of like player interaction, so I might <laughs> I might I might not actually like it so much at the smaller with the smaller mm-hmm. board. So who knows? Well, it's just this game just made such a storm when it uh, when it first came out that it was just sold out everywhere. They didn't make enough, and there's not much you can do about that. So now mm-hmm. we just got to try to track down the expansion, and uh-huh. then we'll see how that goes. But I think yeah, it's going to be a lot more cutthroat. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll do another printing at some point because yeah, we need to keep an eye out for it because I'd really like to try it with the expansion. Yeah. But it might not like yes, it'll be more cutthroat, but I think it'll be more like this was very thinky, especially with trying to figure out how to lay out your tableau to get mm-hmm. what resources or um, to use for that round. I think if the board is going to be that much smaller with that many fewer spaces and that many fewer um, spots per space kind of idea it's going to make that even think here because now you've yeah. got to be even more careful about what you do and yes, what you allocate. because with the bigger board i really didn't have to think too much about what you two were doing so much because all i really just had to think about what i was going to do i wanted to get this much in logistics and this much in research and blah 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 but i didn't really have to think of too too much about whether you t- what you guys are going to do in terms of where you're going to put yourselves in turn order and stuff like that because mm-hmm. I wasn't really interacting with either of you until the end of the game. Yeah. Whereas with a smaller board, it that will become another factor more so than this one. So it will be like, I need to go first 
Yeah. So I have to do this setup instead of what I would really like to do. So yeah, it will become thinkier. Well, well, we'll see how it is when we get the expansion. I mean, it may turn out that we like three-player game on the bigger board. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to try it out, see what we think. So until then, I think what we'll do is we'll sign off on this one um, till we do the next um, podcast. Hopefully we'll be able to do a few more. We haven't had uh, the opportunity to make any in the last couple of weeks, so um, we're hoping that we're going to be able to churn a few more out. We had some technical difficulties we had to deal with, so hopefully you guys will tune in and we'll be able to churn these out a little more regularly. So until then, we will see you guys in the next session. And uh, with that, I am Ian, and I am the fat guy behind the box. And I'm Becky. And I'm Derek. All right, and we'll see you next whenever. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Are You Bored? We're glad you chose to spend some time with us going over our board game musings. We hope you enjoyed the episode, and if so, please pass this on to your friends and family. Leave a review, a comment, a subscription, a like, whatever the platform you're listening on will allow. You can also email us at whitegriffingaming at gmail.com. That's W-H-I-T-E-G-R-I-F-F-I-N gaming at gmail.com. You can typically find us on the major podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. You can even find us on YouTube under the White Griffin Gaming channel. We look forward to being with you again, so stay tuned for the next exciting episode of Are You Bored? And have a great day.